Welcome to the God Focus Podcast. And today we are reading from the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, beginning in verse 21 through the entire rest of the chapter. What does this go to? 32? All right. So I will be reading today from the NIV version. Today on line we have MJ, Yolanda, Kevin, and Paul will be sharing in this conversation today. Starting at verse 21, Ephesians 5. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does for the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. All right, so that is, those are the verses we are discussing today. And I expect a nice, lively conversation here on this one, because this could go many directions. But we've decided on this discussion to focus the, because this is God-focused podcast, and we're talking here about how Jesus... Um, is the head of the church and the church is the body and you know focus on Jesus's example to us as humans and how we are supposed to live in this crazy world that we live in so um, who would like to lead us off in a thought that is on their heart regarding this there's a lot in here well one of the things that I have seen well he's talking about submission on both ends He's not talking about just the women, you know. He's talking about submission of both of us, men and women. And if you look at Christ, you know, here he is going to give his life for all of us. He's in full submission to God and what the the plan was to be the Messiah and what was going to happen per uh, Isaiah. And I look at it, you know, I used to be a soccer coach many years ago. And, you know, we used to even think of ourselves as some kind of like little military type thing where there were certain things that each person had to submit to each other so the team would win. And, you know, in the military, there's that thing of, you know, if, if you're going to fight against the, you know, the captain or the sergeant or the general or whoever, lieutenant, you, you know, you got to go through certain channels and you know, at the end of the day, we're all playing on the same team and we're all kind of under God's 
pure love. I mean, he loves us so much that he, he gave his son for us. And I, I just look at that submission of Jesus, you know, and then thinking about what I have to do as a, as a husband, as a dad, you know, I need to give my life to the situation that I'm in and, and, and be blessed by that, you know, give of yourself, be a servant. And I, I just, I see so many angles that this, this is taken here and, and some people get stuck on just one thing. It tells me I have to submit to that husband of mine. You know, it's like, <laughs> relax. Uh, I have to submit, I have to submit to God, you know, and it, we all need to just take it and, and see the love in it. So that's my take. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, the metaphor is really beautiful. There's a lot in here. Um, Kev, any thoughts, opening thoughts as we dive more into this? Well, so for me, I look at it as, you know, what's our identity? Um, you know, how do we identify ourselves? And I'll use just American um, nationality. You know, I'm an American, right? So I see myself that way. And a big thing in America is it's, you know, rights. Don't, you know, don't take my rights away. Government, if the government tries to take my rights away, you know, there's a big uproar. You know, if, if uh, someone doesn't have rights, right, we have the, the ability, you know, to kind of publicly, you know, change that. Um, you know, and, and so we put the government in this place where it gets to choose, you know, what, what are, what's right, what's not right. I just really think that this idea of subservience uh, is really, it's not a government thing. I mean, it is in, in some ways for health and safety reasons, but, but truthfully, I, I think as, as a practicing Christian, I think we need to look inside our own hearts and look inside what it is that, that we value Right. What is it that we are really trying to take ownership of and um, versus letting go and, and, and giving it, giving it to God, giving it to the church, allow, you know, these resources that we have, do we, you know, are we giving them to the church, whether it's time, money, whatever, you know, subservience is modeled by Christ, just like MJ was saying, right. He, he washed the feet of the disciples. He didn't have to do that. He did that as a way to demonstrate, here's how you live. Here's how you live your life. So yes, in this scenario um, that, that Paul is outlining in this, in this uh, verse, in these verses here, you know, he's talking about the relationship of, of husband and wife, and he's comparing it to, you know, the church between Christ and, this, and, this, and, and the church. You know, but, but really, this is, in my mind, right, this is about us as individuals, looking inside our hearts, really looking to see what is our identity? You know, what is it that we are really trying to be as people? And if we want to be Christ-like, one of the foundational things, um, if not the foundational thing that we uh, should be striving for is subservience. It's this idea of letting go of what it is that I want letting go of what it is that, that I've earned, right? Or I've been given, or what is my right? Letting go of that and simply allowing uh, God and through the Holy Spirit to work through us and to, to really, truly just 
give ourselves to this world uh, and so that we can really truly honor God, right? Not honor ourselves, but honor God through our actions and our, through our lives. Yeah, I love that angle. Yeah, as you were talking, Kevin, it, it kind of hit me, you know, um, you know, as Paul is writing this, what a, what a great metaphor to use, you know, with Christ, you know, as the head of the church, as a husband, um, you know, as head of the family, um, <laughs> what better way to get humans to rise up and kind of pay attention to this message than to like really hit home with uh, this metaphor of husband and wife, you know, and then, and then as, you know, humans, we start focusing on the husband and wife part and <laughs> that's where a lot of times this chapter goes for people where it is, it's really about Christ's example of how he submitted himself um, as head of the church. And um, I, I, that just kind of stood out to me as you were talking. So it, it just, to me, it's like a beacon of attention, like pay attention to this. You know, Christ is our example. Let's focus there. <laughs> All right. Um, Yolanda, what's on your heart regarding these passages? Well, uh, I, I agree with, uh, with, with Mike and Kevin. The one thing that uh, sticks in my mind is um, not only did Christ uh, submit and become a servant and, you know, like the washing of his feet, of the disciples' feet, like uh, Kevin said, but he was the example for us because he he submitted completely to the Father in um, going to the cross. Even even when he was uh, struggling with the um, when he was in Gethsemane, um, praying that the cup be removed, um, he still submitted. He still let go of his desire to not want to do that. To Christ, uh, to God's um, desire for Him to go to the cross for us, um, and that, so that's the example that we are to follow uh, in submission to the Lord, um, and follow and follow in His steps. Excellent. Amen. 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 I, I'm going to point out toward the end. Um, it's kind of interesting as I'm reading through this, verse 31, if I interchange some words here, for this reason, Jesus, instead of man, will leave his father you know, and mother, God, and, and united to his wife, the body of Christ, and the two become one flesh. Um, it's just interesting. Uh, to kind of because it's a metaphor and if you look at it that way because that's a verse where where you know it, it's very very um, reflective in marriage man leave his father and mother and united to the wife and the two become one flesh well it's just, it's and it, it says here in verse 32 this is a profound mystery but I'm talking about Christ and the church so it's interesting to just kind of change those words up in verse 31 I, it's just a powerful metaphor metaphor I'm just I'm, I'm just an on about about all of it Paul you have anything to add this is 
very interesting and good for everybody, as far as that goes. And I can't really express anything that I want to say, except the only thing is a personal relationship is what I'm thinking this morning. I have a thing that I go by here the last several years and and need a pencil and paper and draw a mountain. You're at one on the left side as you're born and the other side is when you die. And on this mountain you put your age wherever you are on this mountain. If you're new or you're fear in midlife where where you guys are and then towards the end of life is where I'm at. This is what I call my the barometer, you know, the barometer of life. And as you go up this mountain, and this is the whole your life, your life. Well, first of all, I'm looking at it on my end and you can't see the grandchildren understand what they're doing <laughs> and they probably don't understand what we're doing mm. and uh, for one thing and and as you go around through the years on this mountain you know sometimes you get turned around you're going forward but your left hand is in the mountain and your right hand is on the outside so to me, that's life, you know, and it's turned around where it should be going forward in life. And there's a lot here. And every, anybody, everybody, in my estimations, ought to have a barometer and have a, and on, in these early years, have a goal of what you're going to do, you know, and then up in the top of the mountain, you know, that's your peak of life is right there. At the top, you know, there's something else above watching and sees both sides. So they understand what's going on both sides, but the seniors and the kids don't, can't quite see everything. But there's someone up here and uh, you was born with the spirit and there's a reason for everyone's born with a goal of some sort you know and that's hard to believe with so many people in this world that there is a goal for someone doing something it might be trivial and it might be major yeah, you start in dust and you end in dust. Mm -hmm. And you notice your right hand is in dust all the way around the mountain. And at the end, it's in dust. Mm -hmm. So you can put anything you want in this. And it actually, you know, it's your choice all the way around the world, you know, which way you want to go.
and either forwards or backwards. And and I like that you know you know God is up above seeing the whole right. picture yeah. and just being and knowing that you're submitting to that knowing that He is there guiding um, all those actions. You know He can see and He'll you know He's the good is there and it's just up to each of us to dig into what is our purpose there's no extra people on this planet so we're here for a reason look to god what is that reason and let's just keep going up the mountain knowing there's up valleys and peaks and and yeah, yeah. The, the spirit is in you i guess it's your conscience that's the word that I, I don't know if i said that or not your right hand is your conscience actually both hands is your conscience you know and you have a choice all through life, you know. Yeah. So nice. That's so. That's kind of like a barometer that I have for myself. And as far as this husband and wife goes, well, it's like it says there. You work together in Christ and so forth, and with God, and try to do the best you can. So I think I better stop. <laughs> well, thank you, Paul. Just knowing that we're all one anyway. So love one another, respect one another, um, know that there's, you know, that God's looking out for all of us. The good will come, you know, as long as we just stay with that God-focused intention of um, knowing that, you know, we, you know, God is in charge and. Yeah, we have choices, but Christ came to this earth to give us that model. Any closing words from anyone else? Beautiful metaphor, very powerful, because it really hits the heart and can get hit emotionally for a lot of people because there's been a lot of broken marriages, been a lot of broken churches and broken people, but yet Christ came to you know, save us from all that brokenness. And um, what's the last verse here? However, each one of you also must love his wife, meaning the body of the church, love one another as he loves himself, um, and respect. So respect one another. Love and respect. That's the last verse here in verse 33. So uh, take a nice deep breath. Breathe that in. Let that settle into your spirit and just take that into your heart and into the world um, and just love and respect one another because we're all one. We are all one and there's no reason to harm one another with words or actions or deeds and you know because we're all one. We're hurting ourselves if we do that. So however that applies in your life today, remember it's a relationship with uh, yourself and with your creator. So in, in uh, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, everyone, for sharing today. So if something's being said during this podcast that's really pulling at your heart right now and tugging at you right now, just say this little prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. You died for me. And thank you for coming into my life. You are my Lord and Savior. And by saying that prayer, you're bringing him that much closer to you and just saying thank you for being there always with me, Lord. So I hope 
we've helped in some way, Jesus is always there for you. Just use that power. Thank you for listening to the God Focus Podcast. And if we've said something today that's helped, we do have two action steps you can do with our program. Number one is we have a prayer team. If you'd like us to pray for you, just email us at godfocusedpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we could put the prayer team on your situation. Secondly, if you have the financial means to help us, we are right now trying to improve the quality of the podcast with technology and editing. If there's any situations you can help with us, we have a custom program right now we're building for a custom membership, and then we'll have membership packages down the road. Please email us at godfocusedpodcast at gmail.com, and we can send you that information. Thank you for all your help and love through Jesus Christ, and God bless you. Have a great week.